on the wrestling podcast about nothing, some of today's biggest stars began their journey here at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, and we're telling you how you can come follow your dreams with our permanent guest host, Brian Fury. Hello. Hi. Plus, <laughs> your promo about nothing and so much more, but first, tell him, George. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing, episode 174, a production of Crackpot Podcasts. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an exterior hiatus from the ring, and not joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Night Wars. Though he is a contractor ring of a wrestler, he is one half of the bouncers, the brawler, Brian Malonis. Brian Malonis on assignment this week in Ring of Honor. He is in Atlanta, GA, a couple streets over from Bad Street, uh, doing his thing. So no Brian Malonis this week. But I think for the first time two weeks in a row, we have the owner and proprietor of the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, where we stand, where we sit here today, the owner and promoter. Of Chaotic Wrestling? Damn right. I went out and posted myself this week. There you go. And uh, he is the firebrand, the permanent guest host of the wrestling podcast about nothing, Brian Fury. Hello. Hi, Michael. Do you remember that you gave me the name Firebrand? Yes, I do remember that. Oh, yes. Thank you very much for that. You're welcome. The stock ever since Cold Fury 12. Yeah. I, I went through like, I went to synonyms.com, I think. <laughs> I put in a bunch of terms and came up with the firebrand. Yeah, it worked for the gimmick that I was doing at the time, very much so. Yeah. And uh, here you stand. Here I sit. Yeah, you do sit, don't you? Very relaxed. So two weeks—is this the first time with two weeks in I a row? I think it is actually. You know, the uh, the guest host thing is really paying off now, back to back. And we're gonna hope to pay some bills for you here today by getting people over to the fantasy camp, which is this coming Saturday. Um, yeah, one week from the day we're recording. Yes. So five days from when this comes out. Yes. So See my math worked out there really quickly. Very good. Very good. So we'll talk about that and hopefully maybe someone out there can start their dreams of being a professional wrestler here at the Nepwa. I hear about people saying Nepwa. People say Nepwa. Yeah. Just who, like a, who came up with that? It's just the. And can we stop them? It's just the acronym. Yeah. N-E-P-W-A. Yeah. But why do people say it's like Nesson? Because New England Pro Wrestling Academy is a mouthful for some people. But you say N-E-P-W-A. You can. I mean, but just why are people saying Nepwa? Because people said CTC because that was easy. Yeah. You know, I tried to get people to just say the Academy, and that didn't really stick. It didn't stick, did it? Uh, but some of the people just say Nepwa, and I'm fine with that. That works. You're all right with that? Yeah, it doesn't bother me any. Okay. Well, hashtag Nepwa. Hashtag Nepwa. Put that in your uh, search terms. We'll talk about search terms a little later, Brian. Oh, all right. But uh, last week you were here, and uh, Sonny Goodspeed was here as well. And Sonny, he's, yeah. he's a fine gentleman. He is. Speaking of Sonny, I decided to watch the latest episode of the Dropkick Kitchen, which Have is you, yeah, yeah, Sonny's show that he does with Leo Connors. Uh, it is a uh, cable access show where they do some cooking. All right, and uh, is that so on right after Wayne's World. <laughs> I think it is in uh, Aurora, Illinois. But uh, 
Leo fancies himself a cook. He's been a chef for a long time. Yep. Sonny. He does catering and stuff too, I believe. Yes. Leo does. Yep. Sonny is a uh, no cook. And I think he's no he's no co-host either because really? on this episode on this episode of Dropkick Kitchen you have to go watch this on YouTube uh, Dropkick Kitchen I think is the name of the account go follow it go subscribe to it I should say in the middle of the show Sonny says I have to pee and leaves <laughs> <laughs> he, he takes off his microphone and walks off set in the middle of the show sounds awesome apparently he is doing this thing i think he mentioned it last week where he is drinking a ton of water and he drank like a gallon of water and decided he couldn't hold it for 10 minutes i don't know what's going on with his bladder (laughs) but he couldn't hold it for 10 minutes and make it through the show it's like he didn't even consider it he's just like all right uh leo i gotta pee See you later. <laughs> and took off his microphone and walked off set. I guess that's the beauty of it being like public access. You can kind of just do whatever you want in, in that sense. But I mean, yeah, it's that's, that's sunny for you. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, he, maybe he knows what he's doing because it made it for a good moment. And now I'm talking about it here on the uh, WPA gun. I'm kind of sad he took his microphone off. I want like a... <laughs> Like a naked gun moment or something. <laughs> like have the microphone on in the in the restroom. <laughs> he knew that much to uh, take yeah. the microphone off. But uh, yeah, Sonny Goodspeed is looking for his shot at Ellen. He wants to take the thing to L.A. and cook for her. We'll see if that happens. I don't know if if it, <laughs> if if nature calls in the middle of the Ellen show. Do you think it will just walk right off? I think he would just go. <laughs> he did say he was wearing dark clothing so he could have <laughs> on the show on the dropkick kitchen but he chose not to make a mess on the floor i guess yeah i mean that's probably the good idea when you're cooking if it was any other show he probably would have just went but a cooking show yeah it's unsanitary i i suppose so i suppose so you're not eating off the floor though hopefully not true so you have a big show in addition to the fantasy camp coming up. Yes. You have a big show coming up the previous yes. night, Friday night, August 30th, right? Summer Chaos. Summer Chaos, Haverhill High School, correct? Yeah. Haverhill Mass, yep, Haverhill High School. 8 p.m. bell time, still doing 8 p.m.? Still, always. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. bell Unless time. Unless we do a Saturday show, which we haven't done in a while, I think those we try to do 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. Because people are coming from work and such. Yeah. And especially right. Haverhill Mass, it's a little bit up there. It's almost New Hampshire. People are coming from the greater Boston area. Might be you know, a little bit of a ride, but it's worth it. Yeah, but the good thing about Haverhill High School, it's literally right off the highway. 495. I don't remember the exit number, but it's you come to that exit, you just literally go across the street and down one block, and it's right there. It is a, a very nice facility. It's gorgeous, yeah. I used to run on the uh, track they have there. How long ago was that? <laughs> years ago, Brian. <laughs> I, when I lived up there, I lived in Haverhill for a good number of years. You did. I just drove around where you used to live. Really? You, was, yeah, you've been there a couple times. Yeah, we, we went out a couple times on the old Haverhill uh, downtown bar circuit. Yes, we did. I With uh, one Oni Larkin at yes, one time. Yep. I was actually uh, talking to the wife about it while we were out postering and flyering and stuff down there. And she's like, why did you go to these places? You don't drink or anything. And I was like, I was going out with Michael and some stuff, trying to help my help my friend uh, have a good time. Yeah. Maybe meet a lady. Yeah, that, that was the plan. It didn't quite happen. No. We but didn't talk to anybody at all when we went out? No. We just had a good time with Biff. I just remember Biff, he made like some, some dumb joke. Dumb joke, walked across the room, circled his finger in the air, pointed to the bullseye on the dartboard. <laughs> bullseye. bullseye. <laughs> because you know, that's the Biff slash Oni that I know and love. Make all of his tweets that much more enjoyable. I don't know if you follow him or yes, see any of his stuff I on do. Twitter, but everything is in all caps, and the stories that he just tells in these tweets are amazing. 
and I guarantee I saw one the other day completely true. The uh, the one he talks about where Vince McMahon walked up to him, I think in gorilla position, yeah, yeah. and said something, but he couldn't hear it, so he just said "rock and roll." Was <laughs> <laughs> like the did like the rock and roll hand signal and walked away. Made me laugh so hard because a hundred percent that is him. That is how he is, and no doubt that happens. Uh, I guarantee it. <laughs> yes. Because there are some other things out there. We talked about well, a couple weeks ago. We called out Brian Malonis yep. for basically uh, making his mom cry. Yeah, destroying his face under a mask <laughs> in, in a match. And his par- he didn't tell his parents that he was wrestling. And so they thought he was in like in like an underground fight club. So he had to come clean. And say, I'm a pro wrestler. And she cried due to disappointment, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so we know that to be true, so we can just assume that everything else he's saying is 100% accurate. Yeah, he's pretty ridiculous, and he's found himself in some interesting situations, like the time Tommy Dreamer had his last match at WWE, and we were extras there at the time, (laughs) and he was getting some food near gorilla position and all of a sudden the whole roster was lined up around him so he just stayed in the line and like shook tommy dreamer's hand as he come walking back from his match like along with everybody else in the roster and there was like a big like uh round of applause i think that he was just like there a part of and like was just looking around all over the place (laughs) like i'm not supposed to be here but i guess i have to applaud (laughs) there he is Oni Lorcan has been in the middle of a lot of uh, situations, and uh, he's been in the middle of the ring here at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. He sure has. And we'll talk about that probably a little later on. But first, I guess we should still talk about BrianMalonis.com, even though he didn't show up today. Well, yeah, of course. He has uh, t-shirts available there, including the new beer, 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 beer shirt. Do you have yours on your way yet? No. No? You no. did mention last week that that's the one you really oh, after. Yeah, yeah, it's on the wish list. It is on the wish list. It's on the wish list, yeah. Maybe for Christmas. Who knows, yeah. By Christmas, maybe I'll have a design uh, that I like even more, though. Who knows? You never know. There's always new things coming over there at BrianMalonis.com. Plus, there's also the WPAN Curtain Jerker shirt, a classic t-shirt design. So make sure you pick that up. Classic, over at, all right. Yeah, thank you. Over at BrianMalonis.com. And uh, also... How about the WPAN.com, the WPAN.com, our hub, our home base, the official website of the wrestling podcast about nothing. You can subscribe there, find all the different ways to subscribe, all the different various podcast platforms, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, just about any place you can get a podcast. You can get the wrestling podcast about nothing. And there are ways to follow us on social media. All the different links are there. Is is my bio up on the WPAN.com yet for the, the permanent guest host page? Like, Is that up there yet? No, it isn't. We're going to have to get uh, maybe you to write a little something up. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Just checking. Well, look into that. Like, if you want to write something up, send it on over. I'll... Oh, I have to write it up, too? Yeah. All right, maybe maybe I can wait. <laughs> <laughs> You're busy, right? <laughs> Got lots going on. Very busy. So, uh, yeah, there are bios of Brian Malonis and myself over there you can check out. Also, photos of us. You're in a couple of the photos there, I think. Okay. All right. And I think we that mentioned works. you're, you're a, a frequent contributor. To the wrestling podcast about All nothing. Right, There's right. one where you're kicking him in the face, I think. I mean, he deserves it. Yeah, he does, certainly. Son of a gun. So check out the photos on the WPAN.com. No nudes yet. I think that's why Brian's away. I think he's getting his shoot done this weekend. All right. So uh, maybe next week I'll be gone and I'll oh. do my thing. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. And also, uh, there are people who come to the WPAN.com, but for not the right reasons. Probably better reasons than to come there to look at 
photos of me and Brian. But there uh, was a website called BDARadio.com where there were lots of photos of... We discovered last week not only female MMA fighters, but also models and such. I believe there was a section where it was just uh, models, ring card girls, and stuff like that uh, that I was unaware of until last week where you looked them up and found out that they're not all MMA fighters. Right. So uh, people put in search terms, and they try to go to bdaradio.com, but it ends up, since bdaradio.com went out of business, that redirects to our website. So people go looking for these photos and end up finding photos of uh, Brian Malonis in various stages of undress. Nothing wrong with that. No, no, not at all. But uh, here's one of the search terms that people put in that brought them to our fine website. These are always uh, enjoyable. Yes, it is Patience Marie, P-A-S-H-E-N-C-E. I guess it's Patience. Okay. That's her name. All right. Patience Marie, boobs. Oh. I know what I'm How looking- How spell boobs? Just write like boobs. Okay. They didn't do the B-E-W-B-S? <laughs> no, no, they didn't. Boobs. Um, but yeah, I know when I'm looking for tits, I put boobs you know, in the put, search you bar. Know, so you put tits? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right? Uh, again. Or titties? Same thing I said last week. If I'm ever searching for something along these lines, like for a celebrity or something, I just put nude. Yes. And there is a bunch of that, but that doesn't make for a fun segment. Right. But boobs. I guess someone just just wanted to see the top, just the top All side. Right. Forget about the rest of it. Patience who? Patience Marie. Marie. P-A-S-H-E-N-C-E. Patience. Yeah, well, I spelled it the correct way, and it's a very different person. <laughs> it's a very different person. Yeah. We'll, we'll move on, All Brian. Right. Uh, how about Tammy Hembro? Okay. Tammy Hembro, bum. So this uh, this might be the same guy who's uh, just <laughs> very polite in looking up various body parts of his favorite uh, models slash MMA fighters. Yeah, Tammy Hembro. All right. She's, I think she's a model. Uh, should she get a bum? I didn't put bum in. Oh, well, you're supposed to put bum in. Oh, okay. Put it in the bum. Look, I've just put just her name. Yes. And this, this picture comes up. Oh, my goodness. That's a very see-through top. Yeah, that's that's more in the boob variety, yeah, Brian. Have, that's not the bum. I didn't have to put boobs in. Boobs, bum. Just, it's her, all, just her name, and that shows up. All it's right. all a good thing. Okay. Tammy Hembro. How about Libby Powell? How about her? How about her? Someone put it in the search bar looking to get photos of Libby Powell zoo bikini. Zoo? Bikini. I don't know if it's bikini. She's wearing a bikini at the zoo. I don't know if the bikini maybe is uh, zebra striped like your old uh, Bengal striped. Uh, <laughs> is, do Bengals have stripes? Bengals have spots? The, your, your old uh, gear, Brian. That oh, could, okay. that, maybe that's it. Oh, there's a photo of <laughs> Libby Powell, and she is uh, obscuring her breasts with her arm. With her arm, yes. And she has zoo written across her upper chest. Yeah. In, in I hope that's goo. <laughs> I hope it's like some sort of whipped cream. Yeah. But you never know. Maybe sunblock. You it know, is a can't a even be too safe. A drippy white substance. Let's say it is. But to Libby Powell. Oh, look at so this is there's a Zoo Weekly magazine in Australia uh, where she's wearing a bikini. Okay, so okay. Zoo bikini. Now, well, thank you. We're really figuring this all out here. I love doing the searches as you say them. It makes me it really love this. Well, this one might uh, bring up a few things for you here. Oh, brother! Gorgeous panties, girls. <laughs> 
I don't think I'm going to do that one. No? With no, a, gorgeous is it, panties girls? Is it with a Z? No, but it is oh. gorgeous, but it's spelled Georgius. <laughs> Someone who doesn't know how to spell gorgeous. But uh, the thing I'm, that gets me here is gorgeous panties girls. It's not panty girls. Like, that rolls off the tongue a little more. Panty yeah, girls. Sound, I mean, yeah, it sounds it, more proper, but I don't know if it is. We've had a lot of talk about uh, various undergarments or the yeah. terms for them anyway oh, yeah. undies thong last week i'm just happy that they searched for gorgeous ones and not you know okay panty girls or wait so you're saying that they're pretty looking dece, for pretty dece panties girls <laughs> are you saying they're looking for gorgeous panties or the the girls are gorgeous or maybe both yeah i mean it could go in either way i think i just that's weird, wild stuff. It certainly is. Okay, finally, Brian. All right. The, the last, last search term that we'll talk about this week that brought people to our fine website, the WPAN.com. Gal Gador or Gator. Gador? Gal Gador. That is the, I believe that is Wonder Woman. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be Gadot, G A D O T. Oh, no, but someone put in here Gal Gador. Maybe that's what brought them to our website. Huh. Gal Gador bent over. <laughs> <laughs> so that uh yeah maybe that's what happened they were looking for gal gadot or godot the woman who plays wonder woman right yeah in the dc cinematic universe i well, guess it is yeah google automatically fixes it to her actual last name for me so ooh, i don't know are there any photos of her bent over <laughs> well there's a couple of her like on all fours oh goodness yeah, I mean, I don't know. Nothing really fully bent over, but... Yeah. All right. Well, the that's what the people who end up on our fine website are looking for. They're looking for boobs, bum, panties, and movie stars bent over. And granny biceps. <laughs> that was last week, yes. Brian. But did you they, end up looking those up? I did not. No, no, I did not. And then they stay for the amazing WPA and wrestling action. I sure hope so. That would be a good thing for us. Go to the WPAN.com, just like these people did. I mean, I would say it's the most disappointing website for these people, but I'm sure once they get there, once they see the content, once they hear the content, I'm sure they're fans for life. They're sticking around. I would think so. So, Brian. Yes. This coming Saturday, right here where we're sitting, not exactly where we're sitting, at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, North Andover, Massachusetts, they're coming from all over. They do. To attend the one-day fantasy camp yes, here indeed. at Nepwa. Nepwa. 79 bucks, right? Yes, sir. $79. Just $79 gets you in the door here for the day. And I would say, would you agree with me that there are two camps of people that come in, two different types of people, I should say? For the most part, yeah. There's two. There's the people that want to start wrestling, and they want to see what it's like and, and kind of you dip their foot in the water and really start their trek onto being a pro wrestler. Yeah. And there's the people that just want to say they did something for the day, kind of live out their dream and really just be in a ring so they can tell people that they did it. You don't discriminate. You're, you welcome all comers. That's what a day like this is for. I mean, yeah. for people that have always wanted to do it or tried to do it or they're too old or don't have time to really commit to it or for a million and other, other reasons, but they want to just try it out like this is the perfect day for something like that it's awesome it's a it's a fun time yeah, you get a little sore and beat up and stuff because you know wrestling is wrestling but man it's it's one of those things that people take pictures and they're all smiling and happy and having a great time and they're just really loving it like that's what it's for it's 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 
something like this when I was just a fan would have been like the coolest thing in the world for me. So you don't look down on the people that are just coming here for the day. Not, it's... not at all. Again, like for me, fantasy camp like this is meant almost more for those types of people than the people that kind of want to start their career. The funny thing is, I think I texted you last week. I was wearing my uh, New England Pro Wrestling Academy shirt yes. out and about, mm-hmm. just promoting the brand, if you will. I really you need sh- a larger size now since the, when I gave you that one? Uh, no, it's still fitting okay. quite nicely. All right. Snug. Snugly, but nicely. Right. And someone just walked up to me out of the blue, and I was a bit taken aback because it was a man in uniform. Oh. It was literally, it was a security guard. I was at the mall. And a security guard approached me and just like, hey, hey. I'm like, well, <laughs> what did I do? What's going on? I was there with my family. I was there with my my wife, my son, my actual, my parents were there. Max's grandparents were all like, what? And he's like, that shirt. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. The Domingo Person Academy. I know the guy that, that owns it. He's like, I'm going to the camp. Oh, that's tremendous. You're going to the camp the 31st. Yeah. And he, he just amazing. That's I'm in hanging out in my hometown, my new hometown. And there you go. someone sees the shirt and say, they're going to the camp. I don't even have to sell them on it. They're I already going. It. I love it. It's amazing. Tell them about the podcast? No, I didn't. No. All right. Well, that's cool. That's all right still. But no, I mean, that's awesome. You know, it's cool that the brand is out there and people kind of know what it is. And, you know, with social media, anybody can kind of come across this type of stuff, which is really cool. And um, the fact that, People know about it and it's out there is is great news. It's they sh- good. They shouldn't go to the website though, right? The website, it's the website. <laughs> sure, it hasn't been updated, but it's one of those w- websites that doesn't need constant updating. I'm um, just like the WPN.com. Congratulations to Sasha Banks, by the way, on she, winning the women's title. She did win the women's title. Yes. Right. Yes. And she is a graduate of this school. Yes. Okay. Anyprowrestling.com is the website if you want to see how outdated it is. The webmaster is just basically he's been written off. He is out there in the outskirts of space and time. <laughs> yeah, just refusing to update the website. Why don't you get a new webmaster? I'm going to have to get on that. Okay, so how are people contacting you to be a part of the camp? Most of the stuff comes um, from the website you know, via emails off of the Contact Us page or social media or just emailing us directly because we put the email address out there when we put the stuff out for the camps and stuff so any pro wrestling at hotmail.com and we, we've had a really good um good amount of reaching out towards us uh for wanting to do the camp uh, initially when i first took over the school we were doing i don't know like four or five a year maybe mm-hmm. and i decided to really cut back and just do two a year uh, end of fe- last weekend in February and last weekend in August. Basically, the weekend in between the Massachusetts and New Hampshire school vacation weeks and the last weekend before everybody goes to school. Or the weekend, I guess now it's the weekend yeah, go back after to school everybody in the middle of back August. to school for like two days or something like that. So people really want to come out for it because it's only twice a year and they can't be like, well, I'll just wait for the next one in like two months or whatever. Like They take advantage of it and they come down and do it. So we've had really full houses every time that we do them. Now, do you have any advice for people for when they show up, like what they should be wearing? Should they have been like the guys that want to do wrestling? I, w- I would say they should be in some kind of shape, right? I mean, what, what, what's your advice to people when they walk in the door? How should they approach this thing? Well, it's, the fantasy camp is a little different than people that are going to do it for a living. Yeah, you should be in a little bit of shape. You know, you'll kind of find out really quickly when we do little warm ups and stuff at the beginning, like. And it's not quite what we do at class, but they'll kind of realize like, wow, we do a lot of different things here for calisthenics and whatnot to kind of 
blow people up and get them warmed up and whatever else. So, you know, I try to tell people, come here with an open mind. Don't be nervous. Don't be scared or whatever else. Because, again, this is just like a one-day fitness camp. It's for fun. So you don't need to... So many people come here and they, like, psych themselves out or they're all, like, nervous and stuff. Like, this is a day of fun first and foremost. It's going to be different than your first day of actual training. That's going to be a big difference. But, yeah, be in shape. You know, wear comfortable workout-type clothing, uh, sneakers and whatnot. And then just kind of be ready because, you know, we do kind of push you in a little bit for as far as exercises and stuff go. And you kind of realize what kind of what it takes to, you know, really start training and whatnot. So, I mean, yeah, a little bit of shape would be good. But you don't have to be. Again, if it's just something that you're doing just for one day, like, yeah, you don't have to be in great shape. You're not going to be able to run a marathon or anything. Now, the people that are coming here with intentions to continue, perhaps, and the people that are just coming here for the day, are they all mixed in together? Or do you like pay special attention to the people that are looking to take this a little more seriously? No, we, we mix everybody together. You know, we want everybody to have a good time. And we it's not like we have, we do have two rings down there, but we don't like separate it. Like we wouldn't do that. We just kind of keep everybody together, mixed, mix it all in. And so everybody can kind of appreciate what the other's road or path is. Um, it's not really till the end of the end of the day that I kind of start to figure out because we give out different packages as far as the rates of the schools and people that come to the camp get a little discount and stuff on a certain period of time if they sign up afterwards. So that's when we do like a Q&A. So that's when we really figure out who is thinking about doing it more. Of course, we talk to them throughout the camp and whatnot and ask them questions if it's something they want to do or something they're thinking about. Some people may come in not sure and then they... When they do it, they love it and say, man, I really want to stick around and come back. Some people are the opposite. They, oh, they're here and Jesus, they're excited yeah. and they're like, wow, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be or something like this. And they're like, okay, I'm just, it was a day of fun. Like, so it goes both ways. So I, I kind of wait till the end of the class to really figure out who's doing what. As far as paperwork, when people show up, is there something that they have to fill out? Yeah, there's just a little uh, paperwork that we do here as a waiver as well as just a little questionnaire based on like... How much exercise and stuff they do, how much wrestling they watch, things along those lines. We don't do the big, long, like, quiz questionnaire like we used to. Um, <laughs> no, that's we, the fun well, part. it is, but at the same time, what I found was so many people were sitting there just thinking about them forever, and they would do the paperwork for, like, 15, 20 minutes, and there'd be, like, two or three people waiting for clipboards or pens or whatever else because these people are just focusing on this quiz like it's like a life or death situation and i'm just trying to tell people like <laughs> the quiz is just for fun for me to kind of get a basic idea of you know what you have for wrestling knowledge not to mention the fact that we always put like one or two kind of like fake questions on there to just to see what people <laughs> would put for answers who were who your favorite chaotic wrestling champions yeah who did um who did uh the continental lover mark douglas defeat <laughs> to become the uh United States champion, like things like that. Who is the continental lover, Mark Douglas? <laughs> Who? Yeah. Was it Mark Douglas? I think that's what we put for I his think, name. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. But I, I just wanted to know if you knew who he was. The adult. It is the adult. Okay. So uh, you accept cash and check? Yes. Cash $79. And check yeah. No credit cards. We don't do anything like that here yet. And the reason being, for the most part, like those uh, apps and stuff that where they do it. For the $79 wouldn't be bad because they take a percentage or something like that. But if we mm. were to do it for like the payments for the school and stuff, they'd be taking such a large amount that it's not doesn't come out worth it for me to rent something like that. So, uh, yeah, just cash or check only for the time being. 
Okay, so when people walk in, immediately uh, you shove a waiver in their face saying, sign this, sign this, sign this, sign this. When they walk in, I send them down the hallway, and Johnny Vegas greets them with open arms. And oh. Johnny Vegas smooths them over and makes them feel at ease. There you go. And uh, so they fill out the paperwork, and what's the first thing that happens once everyone's all signed in and ready to roll? They sit silently or awkwardly, just staring around <laughs> at some of the students that are in the ring doing things, or maybe talk to some of the other camp goers a little bit here and there. Um, you know, again, everybody's really, at the beginning, everybody's kind of nervous and uptight. We just try to get them to relax, like chill out. You're going to be around all these people for the next like four or five hours, like make friends, have a good time. So you have a lot of people helping you. You have, uh, your other trainers here. You have regular students at the school who come and just, uh, be a part of it and help out the, uh, the new guys. Yeah. I mean, the, the good part about the school especially right now is we're kind of like a family atmosphere so a lot of the students and stuff come and help out and they try to encourage the people that are there at the camp or talk to them about the school and try to get them to come and sign up and stuff and have fun and tell them their stories and stuff because some of them have gone through the fantasy camp themselves when they started so but then the other staff will come in and they'll help like run the rings and stuff and uh, put them through the paces of everything yeah and you go up in the office and count the money <laughs> I do lots of things, but yes, I'm kind of all over the place. But yeah, I do come up in the office, yeah, get the deposit ready and whatnot, and get ready to get the lunch order ready. You know, that's yeah. very important. But then I'm also down and taking pictures for the social medias and all that other fun stuff. The social medias, um, that's like a Pat Patterson thing. <laughs> <laughs> the social there are, medias. There are various social media platforms that we oh, okay. use. Okay, so I just said social medias. Um, so how is the day broken up? Uh, you have about four or five hours, right? It's like 10 to 2, 10 to 3. Yeah, 10 to 2.30 is what we say. It ends up going to a 3 a lot of times. but So we start the day with some calisthenics and stuff, and then we break them up into the two rings, and then we start going over different things like uh, lockups, walking around in a lockup, um, just different things we do like running the ropes, going we say ins and outs of the rings but it's really just outs of the ring like yeah through, through the middle rope forward through the middle rope backwards over the top forward over the top backwards and um, taking some bumps and then we added something a couple camps ago because we have the big crash pads everybody's allowed to do something off the top rope onto one of the crash pads and it's always oh, yeah. scary for some of the people watching some of the stuff they do because i'm like please don't do a back moonsault and people do back moonsaults yeah then i always tell them hey you guys signed a waiver it's fine do whatever you want <laughs> um yeah, we break for lunch as well and then we come up back do some promos and talk and then we do some q a and stuff answer any questions that people may have lingering throughout the day what are people most surprised by in terms of the new people showing up and all the different things that you do what's the most difficult thing that they don't really consider to be difficult coming in oh running the ropes yeah every single time running the ropes they don't realize how much Footwork goes into it as well as how much it hurts. Yes. Bruises, bruises, bruises. Everybody from the Phoenix camp and all the new students have big bruises from running the ropes. Yeah. I mean, I used to come in here occasionally when I was in shape. And I just come in here just for a cardiovascular workout. I come in on a Saturday morning and, you know, people would be in one ring. I'd go over to the other ring and just run the ropes a bit. And yeah, it's, it, it hurts. It sucks. You know, yeah. You, you hit the ropes basically with all, of your body, right? The top rope is under your arm. Yep. The your hip hits the middle rope, and your ankle basically hits the bottom yeah. rope. Calf, calf, ankle area. Yeah, hits that bottom you. rope. And you you lean right in with it, with your sides, so it's like your lat slash ribs and hip all kind of get big bruises on them if your body's not used to it. And after a while, your body just 
becomes accustomed to it and then it's fine. So, but those first couple of weeks of training, especially that first day of the fitness camp, like it's, yeah, it's not pretty gnarly. So the bumps, I mean, everyone wants the, that's the big thing. I, I would think that's probably the, the big moment for most people is they want to feel what it's like to bump. Cause you see these guys on TV bumping around and like, Oh, it's a big, it's a big uh, trampoline, right? right. The, it's a big fluffy cloud. These people <laughs> have fallen into. And is that kind of a shock for people as well? No, because that's the one thing people really expect to hurt. Okay. They go in with a preconceived notion of, okay, here we go. You know, for the most part, they're like, all right. Like, they know it's going to be, you know, rough landing. Um, not everybody thinks it's trampoline The people that generally think it's like a trampoline doesn't hurt are the people that don't want anything to do with professional wrestling. Yeah, yeah. The people okay. that watch professional wrestling and respect it and come to a fantasy camp or something along those lines, they're the ones that are like, all right, here we go. Like, this is going to this is gonna hurt. This is going to be a little rough and stuff. So watching people you know tentatively learn how to take a couple bumps or fall is always enjoyable um the thing is you have to go against every instinct that you have in your entire life when you learn to take a bump because every right. time you fall you think about it you slip on ice something along those lines you twist you turn you put a hand down you you do whatever you can to prevent yourself and now we have to train ourselves and teach ourselves to do none of those things yeah to really just throw yourself down as hard as you possibly can and you know hit as flat as possible and tuck your chin gotta tuck your chin there'll always be a couple people dribbling we call it dribbling here in professional wrestling but if you don't tuck your chin your head hits the mat it'll just dribble like a basketball <laughs> like on the on the mat it's uh it's that that rocks you yeah the, those are brutal now when you learn to take bumps i know uh some of the things I've seen is people, you use the ropes for assistance. Is that how you start yeah, out here? That, well, no, we don't start that way. You know, we try to just teach them right from the center. And then if people have trouble with those, then we kind of go to the ropes. I don't really like the ropes. I don't think it's a good way to really show people. It's a good way to kind of get them to feel what it's like. But never is there a time where I'm going to take a bump squatting down that low and, and things along those lines. So I try to get them into real life situations sooner rather than start them off with the ropes. So what they do is you get them in the middle of the ring and you have them to get down a squatting position. How they a, set a up? Little, a little bit of a squat. Yeah. You kind of stand there to all get yourself in a little bit of a squat position. And then the big thing is you throw your upper body back and you throw your hips forward. So really creating like a pivot point, like in the middle of your body and you throw yourself down as hard as you can. Uh, the harder you hit and the flatter you hit, the less it hurts. So a lot of people tend to try to stop themselves or float or fall just a little bit. And those bumps suck. But if you throw yourself down really hard and you land really flat, like it doesn't really hurt that much at all. So you talked about like going against your natural instincts. I think all the different ways of exiting the ring, a lot of those, especially the ones like going over the top rope backwards, is just a, a natural like horror Everybody for most gets people. Scared to death of that when we first do it. Their eyes are always like, "What, really?" I mean, you even see people in wrestling that get clotheslined over the top rope and they turn their backs and go over forwards Kurt because Kurt Angle's the king of that one yeah. yes uh, because I mean the natural thing is just to like get you know you, you, you're going blind you're going backwards right so your natural thing is to turn over and want to look and see where you're going so the way you teach it is obviously the correct way is yeah. you you hold on to the the top or you, or you, you hold hook the top you rope. hook yeah you got a hook you don't hold yeah do you have people clothesline people over the top or we, you have them uh, go we, we do eventually yeah after everybody goes through it once 
Uh, believe it or not, being clothesline over the top is easier because you're having something help with momentum there, right? Which which is good. But you know, I, another thing, we just tell people Undertaker and Kane just get out of the ring like this on purpose. Like, yeah, that's how they they leave the ring a lot of times. So it's not really that difficult. Once you commit to it, it's physics. It's it. it, it it's going to work the way that we teach you and say that it's going to. It's just a matter of not being scared and actually doing. Just hook, look back, and just let your body go, and it's it's going to work. And you got people there at the bottom assisting people so yeah. they don't, like, bump don't, their heads Yeah, we don't whatever. want another Harry Aaron incident here. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should mention that, that, that one time he... Uh, well, maybe we shouldn't <laughs> to, to frighten people, but uh, famed uh, local wrestling photographer. Actually, he's, he's, he's not based out of Florida now. He's working for NXT and stuff. In X and T, he's worked for MLW. Yeah. Uh, he actually originally started here as a wrestler training to be a wrestler and went out of the ring over the top, broke backwards. And what exactly happened? Were you here? That I wasn't here no? that, that camp. I don't remember where I was, but yeah, he, he broke his leg in like three different places or something along those lines. Like first time ever, first and only time ever in however many years the school has been here. An ambulance was called and yeah, he was taken away. Like pretty rough, pretty gruesome. So don't let that deter you <laughs> out there. This is pro wrestling. Obviously, injuries can and will happen. But like you said, the amount of time this school has been here, even before you were here, since 2001, I think, and that's mm-hmm. the only time an ambulance has been called to the school. Yeah. So uh, don't don't worry, folks, if you're going on the top rope backwards. We're there to help you. And uh, well, I'm saying we. They're there to help you. They will help you to execute it perfectly and safely. We'll take good care of you. So uh, you have all that stuff going on, the physical stuff, but the promos, that's the highlight for some, especially for uh, Ivar of the <laughs> Viking Raiders. That was his highlight because he was the man that would uh, play me Gene Oakland for the most part yes. and conduct the interviews, the promos. But uh, the promo part of the class, do you get a lot of pleasure out of that? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. It's... um. They tend to be so long and drawn out, and then so many people are like scared to death to do them. So a little while back, we made the decision to not force everybody to do them. Again, I looked at this as this is supposed to be a day of fun. Yeah. And if people are really that scared or nervous about it, even after watching some other people go and everybody's always nice and supportive and enjoys it, even if it's like a bad one, like if that doesn't ease their fears and they still don't want to do one, like I'm not going to make somebody do one. Like that's just... I don't look at that as like anybody going to enjoy it and want to come back to another one or sign up for the school if they're forced to do something they don't want to do. Usually there's some people that really stand out and a lot of times it's the people that maybe weren't the best at the physical stuff but they can talk and and they're comfortable up there. But then there's some that are just long and drawn out and they write their own storylines and challenging other kids from the camp. The other kid from the camp will come up and have rebuttals and it just goes on and on and I'm like trying to gain control or have Johnny Vegas who does a lot of the promos gain control. (laughs) But yeah, so there's lots of hits and misses come the promo time. But it's always a lot of fun. Do you suggest that people come here with a character in mind, with a promo in mind, with thoughts in regards to their character. The cool part about wrestling um, and wrestling fans is when you've been watching wrestling your whole life, like most people that would do something like this, they have, they've always thought of a character. They've always thought of who they would be. If I, oh man, if I got to wrestle or cut a promo, this is who I would be. So a lot of people have ideas. And the people that have ideas are usually the ones that are excited to go up and try something and, and say something. So 
I don't encourage them to come up with something, but most of them already have. Yeah, I guess if you're looking to go further than just this one-day fantasy camp, you have something in mind for the most part. Yeah, people always like thought of different things, and they, oh, if I was a wrestler, I'd do this or I would do that, or this would be my name or whatever else. Or people have like, if you're like the one wrestling guy in your group of friends, all your friends are like, whoa, they give that guy like a nickname or yeah. something, and so then that just sticks, and that's how it works. So yeah, people already have ideas or different characters and stuff. Yeah. So is that the last part of the camp, or you do the Q&A afterwards, Q&A right? afterwards, yeah, answer any questions that people may have, whether it's about independent wrestling or wrestling training or anything along those lines. And uh, how does the camp wrap up after the Q&A? You just dismiss people? Uh, we, you know, we, that's when we give like the discounted rates to the schools, and if people want to sign up, people can sign up then, or the rates last for usually like three weeks after the camp and stuff, so they can come back, and then we just kind of let people take some pictures and whatnot, and then... Shuffle them on out of here, lock the doors, and go home. And you've gotten some pretty big names in professional wrestling out of these fantasy camps. I mean, the most famous being Mercedes KV, the future Sasha Banks, yeah. started her career at a one-day camp here at the, well, I think it was the Chaotic Training Center at the time, right? Yep. Yeah, she started when it was still the Chaotic Training Center, and then she was one of the people that was still training here when the shift over happened. To the Nepwa. Yes, hashtag Nepwa. Now, you recall that she uh, was a standout that day? She was. Um, she was, you know, extremely athletic. She was, uh, looks-wise, she stood out among herself. And I think there might have been one other girl there. I don't remember for sure. But everything that she did, she excelled at. And she was eager to learn and, you know, wanted to do everything. Like, she, she did really well when she was here, yeah. And I think you talked about how there was just uh, one other girl here. I think, could you credit? Uh, Mercedes slash Sasha for bringing more women into the school or is that just the like overall I mean she was a part of the women's revolution maybe just overall that has brought more women into professional wrestling because I, I see these fantasy camps I've seen like you put up photos of recent camps and there's a, a good number of women here as opposed to the past where to be one or two like you said yeah no I, I think you know, the women's revolution has definitely had a big part in it, and believe it or not, and I hear this more often than I would ever had expected, is the, the Bellas. The Bellas really <laughs> got a lot of girls into professional wrestling. For however, whatever reason. From the, the reality show, the I guess? The reality show, or, yeah, I mean, that, just them in general, for... I don't. I, it's really weird to me, but I hear that more often than I ever would have expected. That oh yeah, Nikki Bella or the Bellas, or what got me into wrestling as as females, and I'm like, really? Wow. Well, okay. I mean, looking to find their John Cena, <laughs> something or Brian Davis. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but no, I think the women's revolution really has a, had a big part in that. I think it's um, I think it's about time. You know, as you know me, I've been a big proponent of women's wrestling for a very long time and i think it's it's awesome to see finally more people here at a local level wanting to do it and wanting to progress and make something of themselves so let's get it one more time the big final pitch for the fantasy camp coming up this saturday august 31st starting at 10 a.m at the new england pro wrestling academy 100 belmont street north andover massachusetts the cost is 79 dollars yes 10 a.m. until about 2.30-ish p.m. We usually end up going a little bit late till like 3 o'clock or something like oh, that. Do people have to bring their own lunch? 
They're bring a bag to. of lunch. Yeah, you can bring a little lunch. You know, we, we usually take a twenty minute break, so if people wanted to run out of here and go grab something somewhere, as long as they're back in time, sure. Um, but a lot of people just kind of hang out and wrestle around in the ring because it's also open ring time. They take pictures or, you know, watch Handsome Johnny have a match in there, and like it was like Madison Square Garden or something. But yeah, uh-huh. uh, so it's 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 a great day of fun and a lot of people. And then you if you bring somebody, they can stay and watch and take pictures and stuff throughout or. It's so it's it's really a good time for a lot of people. So check it out. Uh, is it any pro wrestling at hotmail dot com? Any pro wrestling at hotmail dot com. Twitter at any pro wrestling. Instagram at any pro wrestling. Facebook dot com slash ne pro wrestling. And any pro wrestling dot com. I mean, just just skip all the horseshit at the beginning. Just go to the contact page and uh, send a message. There you go. Seventy nine dollars. Come and join uh, Brian Fury and the gang here at the. New England Pro Wrestling Academy for the Fantasy Camp. If you're looking for a future in pro wrestling or if you just want to check it out and test yourself, come and hang out here this Saturday night at this the Saturday uh, morning. This Saturday morning. Yes. Yeah, it is in the morning, isn't it? 10 a.m. Don't show up at 10 p.m. 10 a.m. is the time to come. That would be a different type of fantasy camp if we started at 10 p.m. <laughs> hey, now. Uh, well, we want your feedback. Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode, your thoughts on our discussion about the fantasy camp, about the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, about wrestling training in general. Let us know. Use the hashtag WPAN. Or you can call the voicemail line. That's a great way to contact us. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Get your voice on this show. Give us your feedback, questions, comments, concerns, as uh, Julian likes to say on Truth, Justice, and the New England Processing Way. Yeah, do you have concerns about the podcast? <laughs> That'd be a good uh, way to contact us. Use the voicemail line, 401-584-9726. And uh, Brian, lest we forget, the day before the Fantasy Camp is the big event in Haverhill, Massachusetts. We mentioned it, Summer Chaos, which, by the way, terrible name for the show, but it is your grandfather into it. Well, you, yeah, I mean, it's not the worst name in the world, but it's not like... A terrible name and it's chaotic wrestling and then it's summer chaos yeah why are you hating <laughs> nothing wrong with summer chaos second biggest event of the year so august 30th friday night the day before the fantasy camp haverhill high school and i saw something pretty interesting the, the big new announcement yes demon ortiz yes one of the uh early stars of chaotic wrestling the man that cold fury is named after is returning at summer chaos and how did this come about uh, you know, it was one of those things where we were looking for an opponent for Verna, and we tossed around a bunch of different ideas, and we came across the idea of having Chaotic's past go up against Chaotic's future, and who better to really fulfill that than somebody like Demon Ortiz, a Hall of Famer, a man that's really done it all here in Chaotic Wrestling, and a guy that's still out there wrestling a couple other places and really still killing it, so... We reached out to him, and he was more than happy to accept the challenge and have Demon Ortiz back in a chaotic wrestling ring at Summer Chaos against Mike Verna. Superman, Mike Verna. Man of Steel. Superman. You call him Superman now? No, he's a Man of Steel, but I still call him Superman. Okay. Um, So that's a big match. That's a big thing. And Mike Verna's really got himself into tremendous condition, I've seen. He looks good. He's finally lost all that baby fat. Okay. That's why. That's a, that's the thing. I kept telling him. I was like, "Look, Verna, you you're supposed to be a body guy here. Let's go. Let's 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 tighten up a little bit." And so, really? Yeah, oh yeah. I told him. I ain't so. scared. <laughs> you ain't scared. <laughs> so that should be a good match. And the main event 
of the big uh, Summer Chaos event uh, this Friday night is Anthony Green, the champion, Chaotic Wrestling champion. Yes. Retro Anthony Green versus Christian Casanova, the former champion, correct? Former champion. Yeah, they're finally having their big one-on-one match. I mean, obviously, there was a little skirmish after the wedding, but yeah, this is a big match that's kind of been built to over the past couple months, ever since AG won the Chaotic Countdown. Um, things have been kind of brewing under under everything else that's been going on, and I'm very excited to see these two guys go at it one-on-one in the main event. It's one of those things where they're both like homegrown guys, and they're both young, and they're both very hungry, and to have them here in a main event situation, like it's awesome. This, this is, to me, is what Chaotic Wrestling is always about, giving two guys that grew up here and came up here and really kind of let them have the spotlight and the whole show kind of be based around them. So I'm very excited to see what they put out there. And these two guys, uh, would you say that it might be an opportunity to see them uh, before something bigger happens? Because both these guys, uh, Anthony Green, Christian Casanova, a lot of buzz around these guys, not just locally, but I mean, nationally. Do you think, I mean, you want people to come out to see this because perhaps you won't be seeing these two guys for long? Yeah, I mean, that, that's that'd be the hope and in, in, in the idea you know, for them and for us. I mean, that's kind of what chaotic wrestling has always been. You see kind of guys start and come up. That's how they got, you know, nicknamed Birthplace of Stars. And then to have them there, obviously, AG signed to Evolve. And Christian, you know, had a match at Evolve, had a match at Ring of Honor, doing some things with NEW against some big names. So who knows where, if that may lead somewhere. But I mean, both these guys definitely are out there everywhere else. So it's good that they're homegrown guys and to have them be built to this main event match and see where they go from here is is really awesome. What else is on the card this coming Friday? There is Brandon Locke defending the New England Championship against D.L. Hurst. Uh, D.L. Hurst is another kid that's kind of gotten some shots at some bigger local places around here, Limitless Wrestling, Beyond Wrestling and whatnot, and he's really starting to break out on his own. So Don't say break when it comes to D.L. Hurst. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Uh, he had a he had a le- uh, leg injury for those that don't know, and yes. he's uh, made his big comeback and doing very well yeah, right now. Broke his leg a year ago, um, a, little, a little over a year ago, but yeah. And so to have him against a guy like Brandon Locke, who has been around for a long time and really a guy that can kind of control the pace of a match, and really, I think he kind of elevates people that are maybe all over the place, and he can really focus them and elevate them. I think a match between those two guys is is really cool. And I think it's going to be really good, and it's going to deliver. Uh, Brandon hasn't had a bad match since he's been back. You know, his program with Mike Verna and then a couple other things that he's had, a couple of random singles matches. He had a great match with Charlie Cashew last show. Like, it's, he's been he's been awesome, and he's been on top of his game since he's been back. So him versus D.L. Hurst is very exciting. Uh, another match that's been brewing for a while is Richard Holiday mm-hmm. from MLW. And, Most marketable. You know, yes, against uh, Chase Del Monte in a singles match. Really? Yeah, I think that's going to be another one of those matches that's like a sleeper because obviously Chase is always one to go out there and wanting to steal a show and, and really have put on the best performance and he's one of those old dogs that's been around for a while and you know Richard Holiday has tremendous upside, you know, obviously doing some stuff with MLW Major League Wrestling and um, teaming with MJF and a couple other people there. I think it's time for him to really have a big marquee showing here in Chaotic Wrestling. He's had a couple good matches and whatnot, but I think I don't think he's reached his full potential anywhere, especially here. And I think a guy like Chase is a guy that can really bring that out of him. And he has a growing contingent behind him. 
Yes. And I saw recently a newcomer who's uh, by his side, Evan Walbridge, brand right? New, brand new guy to chaotic wrestling, Evan Walbridge. Uh, doesn't really talk much, that guy. He's very quiet. Looks a little familiar, but... I mean, I don't know. He had glasses on. I've never seen that guy before in my life. He did have glasses on. Yeah, that's maybe that's what it was. It's like, I, maybe maybe it's someone familiar. No, but the glasses. It's different. <laughs> yes. Uh, returning to chaotic wrestling... Alicia Edwards, ah. formerly Lexus, formerly Lish. You know, she's gone by many different things, but I think she's sticking with Alicia Edwards right now. Her her name that she uses at Impact, getting a chaotic wrestling women's championship shot against Tasha Steeles. Tasha Steeles, another one who's kind of blowing up everywhere. Did some stuff with Ring of Honor yep. in Toronto and some you know, Woman of Honor, Ring of Honor. It's all the same, but a chaotic wrestling tag team champions, uh, Killanova Incorporated against the Bears. Uh, and then we have a big tag team gauntlet match to determine a number one contender for whoever wins that match. And a bunch of different teams are in there, including, um, you know, those two people that were with Richard Holiday, you know, Walbridge and Cintron, and then Agro and Cashew, uh, Bullet and Danny from formerly of MSP, and the peculiar pairing of uh, JT Dunn and Davey N. Um, so it should be an interesting big tag team gauntlet match is that their team name peculiar pairing <laughs> that's what i just named them. Okay. Maybe, maybe that will be their team name <laughs> i'll pitch it to them see what they say there you go all right so that's summer chaos this friday night very excited haverhill high is is it's, it's a big venue and that's where we do the big events try to do like two different things there a year and so that and cold fury so we're very excited very accessible if you come from new hampshire as well it's right there on the border so uh come one come all to haverhill high school this friday Definitely. Front front row sold out very quick. A lot of the VIPs are gone, but like I said, it's a big place and there's the big bleachers and stuff, so there's not, not really a bad seat in the house. Come on in. Maybe I'll be there. Come on. I know you better than that. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll plug uh, Book of the Territory while we have a second here with Mike Mills, Harbody Harper, and Doc Turner. They do two podcasts a week, Sundays and Thursdays. It's uh, Smoky Mountain Talk. It is Jim Crockett Promotions Talk over on Booking the Territory. The Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, mikemills.podbean.com is where you can see all the podcasts that are going on over there. Every time I'm on the show, Mike Mills sends me a direct message giving me a review of how I did on the show. Really? Yeah, he's a good guy. He is a very good guy. And how how did you do last time? He's never said anything bad about me. Yeah. and He's probably probably scared, but maybe he doesn't know any better. I don't know. He says the same to me as well. He says you got to have that fury on more often. Oh, what a good fellow. So I'm taking his advice. I mean, he's doing very well booking the territory, so I figure <laughs> take the guy's advice. I like it. Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. That's basically two guys from New Jersey. Mike Mills is from the South. These guys are from the North. They're talking mostly about the WWF, the old uh, old school WWF stuff over there at Our Vantage Point. Joe Murata, Michael Quinn, OVPpodcast.com is the website for more information on the great Our Vantage Point OVP Podcast. Any relation to Martha Quinn of MTV fame? <laughs> to be honest, I believe there is a relation there, Whoa, yes. Oh, all right. I like it. <laughs> I did hear that, yes, uh, through the grapevine. Fantastic. Uh, so, uh, Greetings from Allentown is another podcast. He's a local guy. He is PW. Peter Winson lives uh, just down the street from here where we are in North Andover, Massachusetts. And he talks about one single episode of wrestling television each week and breaks it down like you've never heard it be broken down before. He talks about uh, beer. He talks about cats. He talks about uh, old baseball, old hockey, and the Boston Bruins. So much going on over there 
at Good News Mountain. But it really, it's a tremendous show. He's a tremendous guy. Very quirky fella. Maybe I'll give that one a listen. I actually haven't. I'm I'm kind of out out and about in the podcast game, just kind of dabbling a couple things here and there. But I'm you know I've been looking for something new. That one sounds intriguing. High recommendation. Okay. For PW, and also he's a he's a fan. He shows up to Chaotic Wrestling sometimes. So you better tell him give, to say give hi. Next back. time I'm out and about, please say hi. There you go, PW. Get up there to Haverhill this Friday night. Maybe I'll see you there as well. You he, never know. He will not see you there, but I'll be out and about, <laughs> so definitely. All right, and finally, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast with Jason Stewart, Adam Salzer, Sal, Troy, everybody there on the Rundown Wrestling Network. It's a whole network of shows. RundownWrestling.com for more information. One show on the network, Brian, is Twat Magic. What? Yes, it's a show called Twat Magic. All right. And the uh, subtitle on last week's podcast for Twat Magic was Twat Juice. Mm. So <laughs> don't ever do that to me ever again. <laughs> Just lick my lips for that's, everybody that's, on the podcast world. That's disgusting. <laughs> All right, let's move on. It is time for this week's promo about nothing. But before we get into that, the brawler Brian Malonis is hitting the highways, byways, and airways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying his trade as a professional wrestler, and he has dates, and he sent them along to me. All right. Thank goodness. You're going to be fumbling and bumbling in your phone for him like he does? Yes. Yes. I, I got them right here, though. This Saturday night, the 31st, after you come to the fantasy camp, go head out to Peabody, Massachusetts for Proving Ground Wrestling. The Kingpin will be on the card. The Kingpin, the brawler, whatever his name is these days, he will be on the card this Saturday night, August 31st, Proving Ground Wrestling, Peabody, Massachusetts. And then the following week, September 6th, 7th, and 8th, the following weekend, it is Dearborn, Michigan, Chicago, Illinois, and Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I believe that is the Global Wars uh, weekend there. The 6th, 7th, and 8th. He is in Michigan. He is in Illinois. He is in Wisconsin for Ring of Honor. It is a special show. The Global Wars Espectacular. Yes, first time ever with CMLL. Yes. So you make must, sure to check You must those. be excited about that one. We're doing this again? What do you mean, again? You did this last week, too. But it's the truth. Yeah, I I enjoy some Lucha Libre. Not okay. really, but I have. I get really got to get down to a, a Lucha Libre event. You do. Uh, I've been a whole family. I've been to Mexico a few times. Uh, never on a day where there was a show. They're so. always happening down there. Just go on any random street. You'll find a, a, a ring just set up somewhere. Uh, I got to get down there and again, and I will definitely uh, check out an event. Hopefully, it's a CMLL show. Oh, all right. September 21st. Brian Malonis will be in Clinton, Massachusetts for Lucky Pro Wrestling. That is the 21st of September. I believe he is taking on the former Jay Busta, Randy oh. Sean. Oh, boy. Versus Brian Malonis. That is at Lucky Pro Wrestling on the 21st of September in Clinton, Massachusetts. Final dates in September are the 27th and 28th for Ring of Honor. And that is in Las Vegas. Death Before Dishonor is the name of the show. The Kingpin will be back in Las Vegas the 27th and 28th of September for Ring of Honor. ROHwrestling.com for tickets to all the ROH events this month. And uh, the Kingpin, if you want to book him on a future event... Brian Malonis at Comcast.net or DM him on Twitter at Brian Malonis. Do you have any other dates here? I think you're good chomping at the bit there. Yeah, good luck. He's a busy man. I mean, he certainly I'm is. Trying to fill in. Jeez. Um, obviously, we talked about the 30th, Summer Chaos. We talked about the 31st, the Fantasy Camp. The next Chaotic Wrestling date is Friday night, September the 20th. Chaotic Wrestling returns to Woburn, Massachusetts. Not Woburn. Not Woburn. Woburn. See all the fallout from Summer Chaos. 
All right. That is Woburn, Massachusetts, the 20 what? 20th. The 20th. 2-0. Friday night, right? Correct, Amundo. This week's promo about nothing, Brian Fury, comes from the year 1999. Ooh. And we are heading back to World Championship Wrestling. Okay. WCW. All right. Survey time, Brian. Oh, okay. Are you here to see WCW? Or are you here to see the NWO? Ooh. Which one? Oh, come on. NWO, of course. Well, too bad. We're watching WCW <laughs> promo. <laughs> Damn it. Well, Major in Oakland standing by with a man making his debut. There were videos promoting this man's uh, debut here in World Championship Wrestling all over Nitro. But here is his debut. Is this Glacier? No. Oh. Who else had videos promoting their debut? Well, I guess I'll find out. The man's name is Berlin. Oh, all right. The first time ever in World Championship Wrestling. Berlin made his debut. He was not in there before. Berlin made his debut, yes. Yes. So let's check out Berlin's Debut on television, interviewed by me and Gene Oakland, and a number of people standing around, including a interpreter, which we'll hear in this week's promo about nothing. Well, finally, ladies and gentlemen, or should I say, hopefully, finally we're going to hear something from this mystery man. You have arrived tonight. Alles aufgepasst. Ich habe eine Botschaft an die WCW. What did he say? Narzissmus, 
und Selbstgenuss. Die deutsche Maschine wird ihn zerstören. He says Bagwell represents what Americans are all about. Excess, narcissism and self-indulgence. And the German machine will destroy him. We all know that you speak English. Why would you prefer to speak German here tonight? Jeder weiß, dass ich schon einmal hier gewesen bin. Ich spreche perfekt Englisch. Doch ekelt es mich an. Und ich weigere mich, das nicht perfekte amerikanische Englisch zu benutzen. To the interpreter. He says, yes, he has been here before. And yes, he speaks perfect English. But your language disgusts him. Therefore, he refuses to speak it again. Simple. Und Bagwell, wo ich herkomme, heißt es, verlieren ist nicht akzeptabel. He says, Bagwell, where are you? In my country, losing is not. I'm sure that. It is concludes this interview. I'm not getting a lot from this man, Berlin, but certainly the interpreter has laid it all out for us. Can you imagine, for the life of me, this man wants a shot at Buff Bagwell? My suspicions are, sooner or later, he will get it. We're at primetime at Nitro. We're on Long Island, and we're going to be right back. Don't go away. Buff Bagwell. Yeah. What about him? Buff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell! <laughs> that was my favorite moment. The, the, he, Berlin says Buff Bagwell. Jesus, Buff Bagwell! And the interpreter, like, maybe she thinks that he <laughs> didn't understand, so Buff Bagwell! That was a that was my second favorite part. What was your favorite part? When she messed up at the end there. I didn't remember uh, <laughs> losing is unacceptable. And she tries to cover it up by really punching it hard. Unacceptable! <laughs> <laughs> So you were commenting as we were watching this how much you love his haircut. Were you, was your last Fantastic. was your last haircut uh, inspired by no, Berlin? No, no, it was not inspired by Berlin. It's very different. But I think the whole package. I think it's fantastic. Like, granted, it's it's just Alex right, but the ring is completely like whited out. Like nothing looks right. Uh, his whole garb, the people around him and stuff. I think it's fantastic, honestly. It's 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 a great way to reintroduce somebody and try to make them as different as possible from what he was before. Let's be honest, though. He's one step away from going haktui. <laughs> well, I mean... In 1999. Yeah, but... Listen to the people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't argue with that. I can't argue with listen to the people. Uh, Major in Oakland, though, very, uh, very upset. Not only was he upset, but... He's really letting everybody that's just listening on the podcast, not watching, know exactly what's going on to the interpreter. <laughs> and then he hands it the turf so you can see, know who's talking uh, prior to every time someone speaks. We really appreciate that, especially here on the podcast. How about that guy in the background that was like stealing heat at one point in time, like turning to the crowd, like oh, right. <laughs> making hand gestures at one point? I didn't see that. One, one, of the, one of his men is yes. his handlers. He no. was like turned to the crowd. He's like doing something with his hand, like 
shaking his open fist at the crowd. Now, the wall wasn't there yet, was he? Was he one of those guys? I don't think so. Uh, no, the wall was much bigger yeah. than anybody else that was in that ring. I was focused on uh, Berlin. I didn't really get a good look at the other See? gentlemen. See? Mesmerized. His character I- works. I guess so. I mean, uh, the, the big thing here was is the the flub at the end. I think that's uh, that was her big moment, and she kind of she blew it. She definitely did. You know, I've always expected um, interpreters to do something like that more often. Whenever you hear some an interpreter speak, of course, it had to happen in a pro wrestling ring where an interpreter doesn't remember every word from an entire sentence. Now, something else I want to run by you is it something with people outside of the U.S where they have to say the WCW. You get Bret Hart, he's talking about the WCW. Uh, well, I mean, Hulk Hogan, I think, has said the WCW as well. But uh, the the foreign people, the for- the foreigners, see really... Uh, listen to you. The foreign people, the foreigners. <laughs> they really... It's not the World Championship Wrestling. It is World Championship Wrestling, right? Correct. Yeah, it's not the. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, maybe. I, I get that. Why doesn't he speak English, though? We uh, know that he knows it. He's very upset. How do we know that we that he knows it? Because he was Alex Wright. But does everybody do they know that at this point in time? Were the were the vignettes leading up to his debut stating that? Uh, I don't think so. Or did you not know that it was Alex Wright until he appeared this day? I, I think that's what it was. I mean, I think I've heard in the uh, dirt sheets of who it was going to yeah, be. We all know you're a big lifelong subscriber. Yes. So uh, you still get that? No. Wow. I don't subscribe to the website either. I used to. Oh, jeez. Really cutting back. <laughs> You have to. You have to. It's more important things. Yeah, you got to buy diapers. Exactly. Exactly. Those the those aren't cheap. They're not cheap, Ryan Fury. So y- your final word on Berlin is you loved him, enjoyed him. It wasn't long for. It wasn't long for this. Yeah, I mean, this is the point in time where I don't know. I was just kind of in and out a little bit of WCW, just watching the bigger things or fast forwarding a lot on the VCR after watching Raw Live. Well, the postscript on this whole Berlin Buff Bagwell thing. He was scheduled to face Buff Bagwell was Berlin at Fall Brawl, which was a month later. This was in August, so September and Fall Brawl. It was going to be Buff Bagwell versus Berlin, but the match did not take place. No. Because apparently they claimed that Buff Bagwell missed his flight, but uh, the scuttlebutt was that he was in the arena and just did not want a job to Berlin. <laughs> Typical WCW. WCW, Back folks. In the day, from what I hear, yeah. World Championship Wrestling and... Uh, year and a half later, a couple years later, they were gone. Buff Bagwell had a great match on Raw. So they say. So they say. But so wrestling- they say? You're saying he did have a great match on Raw. Didn't you watch it? I, I think I watched it at the time. I don't know if I watched yeah. it since. Great is in parentheses with my hands here. Not parentheses. That's not parentheses. Those are quotes, by the way. Air quotes? Yeah. Okay. Not parentheses. You know what I mean. If you did parentheses, you have to cup your hand like <laughs> yeah, this. And like kind so? Of go like that. Then it'd look like Giant Pharaoh. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, So, yeah, TNT, that was wrestling on TNT. Wrestling on TNT coming back in October. Couple weeks. AEW. And uh, also, there's another promotion that is moving to cable Mm -hmm. on Wednesday evenings. Couple weeks. That's really only a couple weeks away, like two, maybe three weeks away, yeah. What do you make of this? We're kind of jamming this into the end of the show here, but. Breaking news late, late here in the show. I mean,. You're going to hear a million and one different things about it. NXT's always been on Wednesday nights. Um, they're just finally able to put it on TV. Is it counter-programming? They're going to say no, but yeah, it's counter-programming, obviously. Vince and WWE doesn't want AEW to grow into this huge thing. It's kind of the way that they've always done business. I don't blame them. 
but at the same time, I want everybody to succeed. I want everybody on on NXT and AEW and SmackDown and Raw to succeed and do well. I think that's good for business overall. I know you're a Performance Center guy through and through. <laughs> Can I sure. put you on the spot? What are you going to be watching live? I mean, NXT has a couple week jump start, so I'll definitely be watching then. And then the first week AEW is there, I guess I'll have to wait and see what who's promoting what matches. Well, you already know what's going to be on the first AEW show, right? What, one match, right? We don't know the whole two-hour card. So you're not going to go on record and say you're going to watch I'm AEW? Not, yeah, I mean, I'll probably watch AEW because it's going to be the debut show, more than likely. All right. And the following week, what, they're in Boston the next week, week two? I think so, yeah. Boston and Philadelphia. Sold out in minutes. Yep. You going you gonna to be uh, going to the show? All right, I didn't get tickets. You got, you got any friends over there? I have plenty of friends there, yes. So maybe we can make something happen. Well, okay. Well, off the air, we'll talk about it, Brian. I know you don't want to <laughs> sully your relationship with World Wrestling Entertainment. I would not sully my relationship anywhere if I were to go. Let's just say I'm trying to make inroads anywhere that I can. All it right. helps with the school. It helps with my students. Anywhere that they, you know, maybe I have some inroads at something else that's coming to Massachusetts soon. Who knows? Huh. All right, let's turn this off so we can talk about that. <laughs> All right, we're going to be back here next week, next Monday, for episode 175 of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Till then, for the brawler, Brian Malonis, he's Brian Fury, I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mako, and thanks for nothing. Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz